This is the Otaku in Review podcast. I'm Scott Spaziani from Otaku in Review. I'm Shannon, aka Perfect Serenade. And I'm Michael Camacho of g-nitro.com. This is episode 211, recorded on January 12th, 2021. Reincarnated as a podcast. <laughs> Good evening, friends. Welcome to the My Little Pony Power Hour. Wait, what year are we uh, in again? We, <laughs> here we are, hanging out in the My Little Pony Power Hour. We, we are striving to make it uh, 2012 again by uh, science or magic. Has it been that long? When, when people, <laughs> when people didn't attack the U.S. Capitol because they were mad. <laughs> At government, um, I'm joined. Do we have to talk about those snowflakes, though? My friends, Mike and Shannon, friends. of course. Uh, or <laughs> I know, right? Associates as, at best, as they prefer to be called, Fluttershy and Pinkie. <laughs> as long as I'm Fluttershy, that's all I give a shit. About. I don't know shit about. I feel that. like Shannon would be more of a Rainbow Dash. All I know is that the girl who did, like, reinvented My Little Pony was from, like, the next town over from me. That's all I know about it. Oh, yeah, she was. And Con. And BronyCon. What the hell is her name again? I just, all I remember is that she's Craig McCracken's wife who did the Powerpuff. Lauren Faust. Thank you. God damn it. But she was only on, like, the first two seasons that she bounced, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, then she took her money. The, she took the tens of dollars that she made making My Little Pony. Tens of dollars? <laughs> While they then paid the I, next uh, male producer a lot more. I, that's oh, probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. I'm not going to say that's a lie. Oh, well, you know, she probably made more than two. We're just saying that women I know. get it less. Was, it's a glass ceiling. But joke. also, also, it was on a weird, a weird hidden Hasbro-themed channel that probably very few people actually watched. Until this show started, and then everybody knew about this channel. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. We just uh, really... What is this? Wow. What is this podcast about? K-pop. Why does this say I've been recording for four minutes? K-pop. Jesus Christ. Dude, let's, let's talk my top 100 just for the next, like, three, four hours. We'll talk about... Shut my... up. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> I'm, that's it. Just shut your goddamn mouth. I got a kitten. That's what we're going to talk about for the next hour and 25 minutes. This kitten's black. It's, it's a small boy. God damn it. I was about to make a joke and then you had to ruin it by saying the is black a, Is boy boy kitten, but I cannot stop calling it a she because all cats are female. Is that you just to make a pussy joke? <laughs> no. That's just, I just can't, I keep calling it she. I don't know. I keep misgendering my cat. Do you misgender dogs as he's then? Uh, I guess. I'm not around that many dogs. Really? Yeah. Do you hate dogs? F- Why? Why do you hate dogs, I don't, Scott? I don't. Oh, Why do you no, hate no, dogs, no, Scott? No, no, no. No, don't. Don't throw me down this staircase. Oh, kitty! Don't throw me down this staircase. Oh, look at the little kitten. Oh, Meow. we got a guest. We, we do. got today's guest. All right, now pee on Scott, kitten. please. That's today's guest, and is going to say something but, into the microphone, Pixel. Uh, oh, your claws are sharp. You but, guys just talk about cartoons. I'll be dealing with this. But the question is, why do you hate dogs, Scott? 
No, let's. We're not getting. I don't hate dogs. I'm fine with dogs. I'm passively indifferent towards dogs. So you hate dogs. I, do, I hate Mike. You have uh, <laughs> Shannon. You have blank. Mike, Goodreads challenge. Congrats. <laughs> Scott just wants out of the dog. I just I haven't I haven't really done anything worth of of note since the last time I've been stuck in this <laughs> fucking house. <laughs> what what we're all stuck in what? Oh, I'm and I'm like the opposite now. I'm just going out to the breweries all fucking week. <laughs> Well, you got your vaccine, right? Nope. I just kind of realized that work is probably worse for me than the breweries, so what the fuck am I doing? Mm-mm. I'm in a building where we have an average of two cases a week that I'm in for eight hours a fucking day. <laughs> it's way worse than the hour or two I spend at a brewery. Because <laughs> I go to the breweries right, right when they open, and if it gets busy, I dip. I'm like, all right, time to go. So. There's some logic to that, and assuming that they are cleaning up after. Oh, after they're really good. No, as soon shift. as anybody gets up, they're out there with cleaner. Um, and most of the breweries now, even the ones who used to be open all week, all shut down for like Monday and Tuesday now, if not Wednesday, just to Deep fully clean. clean house. Yeah. Um, if they're allowed to be open, some counties in Maryland are not allowed to have anything open. Uh, Interesting. Unless it's outdoor and it's cold as shit, so it's really not happening. So, you have a Goodreads challenge yes. accepted. So, um, Goodreads 2020, when I set this challenge right at the beginning of the year, uh, I set it for 100 books, and then within two days, my fourth nerve palsy was at full uh, height, and I didn't think after this I was ever going to hit 100 books. Uh, but I hit 128, um, an average of 260 pages per book. Um, Light novels don't count. I read a lot of light novels um, because, honestly, early on, it was either with the eye problem. The easiest things to read were either um, manga or light novels or any type of comic. Well, I imagine that the, the light novels are easier on your eyes because of the illumination. Well, so what I, what I had because was... Because the, they're, they're light. So um, I ended up picking up... Cause... Shut up. <laughs> so I ended up picking up a Samsung, new Samsung tablet, the S6. And mm-hmm. I started realizing that this is better for my eyes than the Kindle. Because this I can use in dark mode, whether it was using the Kindle app or another app. So outside of like that actual manga, but reading books, I could have this in a dark mode. And it took a lot of strain off my eyes. Because I could sit in the dark and just read. Um, and I did that a lot. And I found myself reading a lot of light novels just digitally. Um, because they're fairly cheap. They're like six, seven bucks for most of them. Um, so I always tell people, if you really want to check out light novels, go digital at first. Um, it's a, they've really taken over that medium. Plus there's, there, yeah, there's a lot of them and they're, and J dash novel club. Well, J dash novel club has the $10 a month thing. And each month they give you like five or six series. You can read all the novels they've translated for that series all the way through for free. I mean, not free, but part of your subscription. Plus let's say you're caught up. Even with that subscription, as new volumes are being translated, you can read that until, like, I think the next volume is out, being worked on or out. And um, you also get a credit for one book a month that's worth $6. So I've been doing that, and it's been well worth it. I've started reading stuff this month especially, trying to get into that. Um, But, yeah, so I did read a lot of uh, manga, but we talked about a lot of that on here, like Dragon Half, Love Hina, and stuff like that. But the light novels... 
I really got through a lot. Like, Devil is a part-timer. I, I got all caught up on that. Started Slayers, as I discussed on here. Um, I read some other, uh, like, YA and adult fiction. Um, or I should say, adult fiction. That sounds like porn, but um, <laughs> not YA. Just regular fiction. Uh, I would say one of the, there was a couple disappointments. I read this book called Wayfarer Redemption. That was a fantasy novel from an Australian writer. Huh. And it was my first do not finish of the year. The book was kind of all over the place. And what I really hated were, like, the names. The problem with the names were, like, some of the characters would have, like, this is definitely a fantasy novel name. Then somebody would be named, like, Rock or, or, or like, Jax. And I'm like, what is this, a fucking bad video game protagonist? Like, it was so bad at times. I was like, what? And then they have, like, a modern name. And I'm like, this, why is this person named this? Like, it was like, they kept bringing in all these things. I was like, this just, it threw me off, and I stopped reading that one. Um, the other disappointment was called Kim Ji Young, Born 1982. It's a book that really delves into misogyny and feminism in South Korea. But I don't know if the book's written poorly or just the translation is bad. I struggled through that book. And I was like, this is such an important topic, but it was presented so poorly. That I was like, I can understand if people are just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, other than that, I read some other really good books like Vicious Spirits by Kat Cho, which is uh, kind of like a K-drama in a novel setting. Um, but yeah, so I finished that at 128, and I'm already ready and working on my uh, Goodreads 2021, which I've set to another 100 books, and I'm already six books done Damn. for the year, working on two more. Six yep. books already? Um, Holy crap. Well, I read three on the first day, I think. Because I was, you got to remember, like, what really pushed it the last, uh, I worked a lot of Eve shifts the last couple months of the year. Mm. And I worked, uh, January 1st, I worked Eve's, and then, like, I've just basically, if I'm not doing, like, this podcast or going out, late at night, I throw on the Dan Lebitard show and then, um, sit on the couch and just read. And with, like, a beer, I'll just chill. Like that, and the thing about it, while Tucker has his own bed and doesn't care, he just sleeps over there. Maddie loves having the night to lay down with me because she's always bugging me, but I've realized she does it less if I take the time at night to just sit and read and she can just be there next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets less needy. <laughs> um, and it's calming. like Except for the fact that I scared the shit out of her one time. I didn't realize she was in a deep sleep dream and I went to pet her and she jumped up. I thought she was going to bite me. I was like, oh shit. I was like, she just looked at me. She was like, what? I wasn't going to bite you. She looked at me like, what are you scared of? So what is the best book you read last year? 2020. Oof. Um, I was going to say, I'm really surprised book. you don't have like a top list like you do with your K-pop. <laughs> I used to. Um, I didn't this year because I deleted everything off the website. Mm. Um, I would say the best, like non-light novel books I read was a book called um, trying to find it here uh, The Sundown Motel that mm-hmm. was kind of like a paranormal thriller that mm-hmm. did a good job of going through like flashbacks in present day mm-hmm. um, the author Simone St. James had another book similar to that called The Broken Girls that was really good It kind of, that also jumped back and forth um, 
Vicious Spirits, I talk about Cat Cho, and Prime Deceptions by Valerie Valdez. Valerie Val Valdez has done Prime Deceptions, and the first book was called uh, Chilling Effect, and it's a very good sci-fi, but if you don't know enough about Spanish and Spanglish, it's probably uh -huh. going to come off a little odd, because there's a lot of Spanglish in the book. Like, she'll just break out into a quick Spanish sentence. Interesting. Um, as for, like, Manga, I mean, I reread Love Hina, which I talked about. It was great, but mm -hmm. I really read a lot of Servant X Service. I read all those. Uh, I read Yurisai Yatsura, a lot of those volumes this year, which went up and down for me because the problem with Rumiko Takahashi, especially her older work, Yurisai Yatsura will get stuck on a running gag for way too long. Yep, and then yep. fall, and then she'll find a new gag that's great for a little bit, and it rises, then it falls. It's just like a bunch of like peaks and valleys. It's just that's that's basically Eurosaiyan sort in a nutshell. Um, I feel like that's just that era of manga to begin with. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, as for light novels, my favorite light novels I've discussed a couple on here, like Mushoku Tensai and Slayers. Uh, that was really good. Devil is a part timer has been fantastic. I got the latest book in recently. And um, I read a lot of uh, An Arch of Demon, Demon's Dilemma, How to Love Your Elf Bride, which is really good. I uh, just read the latest volume of that. And the other book I'm going to talk about, I started and then read two volumes on the uh, first day of this year, which is Reincarnated as a Sword, but I'll talk that, about that in the next <laughs> I can't get over so, that stupid name. I know, it is, and I... I went in with, like, no expectations of this book, but I'll discuss my thoughts on it next. Um, but that's really it. Um, outside of been working on my website, trying to get different content up, uh, which I finally did. I got my beer and vinyl parents showing up on my website now. Instead of showing everything I posted, I take my favorites of the week. Top top 10,000. No, I do, like, I'll do... K-pop songs of the millennium. No, I'm not doing. Never gonna do that. I, I I put a lot of work into the yearly. I'm not doing a decade. Hell no. Gangnam Style's number one because it. I don't care what people say about BTS. Nothing took this world by storm faster than Gangnam Style. Uh, he started it, I think. Basically, I mean, people knew about Girls' the, Generation and stuff. The Western but, Rise, I would say. Yeah, I would say Girls' Generation was like this, like. It's almost there. Gangnam Style was just this video that was so funny, people kept sharing it. That was It was like the internet video for K-pop. And he should have another uh, album this year, I believe. Look forward to see what he does. But other than that, um, what about you, Scott? Something about IR Spur Runner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I've... Uh, been been doing, doing the speed game, man. Of on the twatch, what? on the twatch, <laughs> on, on your twat, what the twatch. you're a twat. Uh, well, that's also true. <laughs> I mean, this the last couple of weeks have been uh, weird, uh, right? Uh, nightmare, weird. Yeah. I would say it's the just middle of January already. Uh, 2021's kicking off well, everything's a nightmare. Um. <laughs> But halfway through December, I picked up, uh, thanks to a buddy of mine cl claiming the game was easy, uh, picked up speedrunning Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which is a game I never played uh, casually. 
He said, oh, this is an easy speedrun to learn. He says, this is, uh, this is nice casual. So I've been doing that, and in the middle of doing it, the world record was broken. Oh. And the drama behind that is, well, not drama, but the there's been a lot of excitement behind that because the Excuse me. The world record was not only two years old, but it's uh, it was continuously held for a long time by the the same person. Uh, so the world record was broken, and then the the former world record holder started grinding to try to get it back. Wow! And uh, and won. Holy Actually, shit! It took him eight days. Wow! Damn. Eight days to get his world record back. Now, currently, um, currently the world record is one hour, 51 minutes, and 14 seconds. Uh, the second is one hour, 52 minutes, and eight seconds. And then third place is four minutes behind that. Wow. So the top two places are just way out so there. So what's Meanwhile, your place? I, I'm all the way down 50, 55th. 55th place, uh, 2 hours, 20 minutes, and 20 seconds. That's still not seconds. bad, though. It's not bad. How it's many not, people are playing this? 56? Uh, <laughs> on the leaderboard, there's like 104. <laughs> it just, it took me a That's second. I mean. You're still like almost in the half. Yeah, pretty much like to get to the top 10, you have to be under 2 hours. So it's, right. it's, it's pretty, it's not bad. You think you can make so, top 10? Yeah, let's see. My, like my, so, some of best segments. So like my perfect... My perfect run right now would be now, two hours and thirteen. Are you minutes. speed running the legit game, or are you no, doing the it, enterprise type deal? No, this is a it's the real game. Okay, I just wanted I was just wondering if it was like the uh, Final Fantasy IV enterprise thing. No, okay. this is this is an actual an actual vanilla game. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so, I think that's a good thing to to clarify here since you've talked about the Final Fantasy IV enterprise a lot. That's true. So yes, there's been a lot of excitement in there. It nice. is a it's a night, the thing is it's a nightmare game to to speed run because yes the run is easy to learn like anyone I think can pick it up and pretty much learn it, but there is so much randomness in it that <laughs> it's like one of the few games that like even like a top rated speedrunner will die on the tutorial boss. Wow, it's it's a nightmare. Um, so it's got its ups and downs, and that's why like it is fairly. It's weird, like, because you bet you if you started watching someone play, you'd be like, well, this is a bunch of nonsense uh, and boring. But then, like, once you understand it. (laughs) Yeah, once you understand it and you're like, okay, I know that there's these random elements here and there. I played that game in the 90s, so I don't even remember because it wasn't a great game. It's not a great game, but it's a great speed game. Yeah, but I'm saying, like. It fell because you had Final Fantasy technically, well, two and three here back then. Um, everybody yep. knows them properly now as four and six. But Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was just this thing to try to make money off of the hype that was coming around, and it was bad. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was baby's first RPG designed for a Western audience. Yep, it was bad. And it actually was came out in Japan later. So it came out west west first, designed for the west first. Goddamn! And it's just like it's easy. Like there's an auto mode for your like your only other partner character, and it's it's a weird game, but <laughs> it's kind of you know the speed run has a lot of glitches, and you you do item overflows to skip entire sections. It's wow. uh, it's interesting. Wow. 
I've been doing that, and then I'm working on a new secret speed run, which I'll be Ooh, on secrets. Twitch. Secret speed run. It'll be premiered on Twitch this week, nice. and then hopefully this week I'll also be working so what is on it? the. I can't tell you. By the time you get this up, it'll be out because you'll have this up in like two weeks. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, yeah, he's got can, a point. People can, uh, people can, people can go to my Twitch and check it out though once it's up. True. I uh, actually have a game I want to talk about when you're done. Yeah, and then I'm also planning to speedrun uh, Final Fantasy VI, but not the full game. There's a there's a route called Kefka at Narsh, which you speedrun to the to beating Kefka at the the Narsh fight, which is probably in the vanilla game five and a half six hours. I was in. gonna say it's not that long. Yeah, it's not that long. So the speed run, I think the world record for that speed run is like fifty five minutes. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's. It's a nice, like, it's a nice, easy, it's a raceable run, and it's also a nice way to, like, if you decide to do a full Final Fantasy VI speedrun, that's where you start. So I'm going to start learning that as well. And if that one's, uh, there's no RNG in that one, it's very much routed, so it'll be a, a welcome change from the nightmare that I'm currently living. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, so everybody knows the Steam sale just kind of finished, um, or should. So I didn't really buy a lot, um... But a friend ended up uh, gifting me Fuser, uh, for those who don't know who Ooh. it is. It's the new DJ game from the from Harmonix, the people behind Rock Band. Hmm. Um, it's not like DJ Hero. There's no special plastic instrument you need. Um, but you do need a controller for it. I, I mean, they have keyboard, but man, I couldn't imagine playing it on keyboard. Um, but uh, it was it's a lot of fun. Like, So I thought the campaign is okay it's very harsh in its scoring compared to rock band in my opinion um but what i found to be great about this game and the uh extra like 90 dollars i spent on it after my friend bought me the bass copy Ooh. for all the rest of the music um 90 dollars. yeah um totally worth it for the songs you get from me um but is the freestyle co-op mode that you can do with friends, up to four people. And what <laughs> happens is you go into a lobby with your friends, um, and me and my friend Al are doing this, and you basically can pick the length of how much you DJ. We set it to the maximum at this point, because it's just fun to go. And yeah. you can either select your track, your um, the tracks you want to take in with you, or what me and uh, Al do sometimes is we go into it, clear everything out, do an autofill, so it randomizes everything and then jump in, and that's what you're stuck with. Um, but it's super fun. They do a good job with how they sample the music, and it's not always going to work together, but as long as you start understanding the beat and how to transition and all the different like uh, ways to flip the audio real quick and various, like they have basically blue, green, yellow, and red. So it's almost like drums, keyboard, um, or... Hmm. Two different like percussions and then like keyboard. It it varies on the song though. They'll change it up and then vocals. Um, even vocals sometimes will be a different instrument depending on the track that you have in your thing. But it works really well. Sometimes it leads to some really entertain entertaining mixes. And I was hitting along with something and it was basically like I was switching between like Ace of Bass and and DMX. Nice. <laughs> It was so great. I was doing it, and to the point where both Al and I started laughing at the same time because it was just hitting. 
Um, it was just like, ah, I saw the X go, give it to you, go, give it to you, X go, all the sign. And I was like, it's so well done. Like, if you hit those things perfectly, like, you can really get the uh, vocals to tune to tune in perfectly. Like, it, they actually do a good job of showing you where, if you can time it correctly, of how to always, like, transition in. Hmm. Um, but it's a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, costly. But, I mean, Rock Band was always costly. They were always $2 a track, too. So, I mean, it, but if you like music games, I'm not even really good at rhythm games, but I have a lot of fun with this one. Um, so, I can What's highly recommend it. the thing about it? Like, it's not really a rhythm game, right? No, you have to be on beat. Like, you'll mess up. Yeah, you'll lose the crowd if you're not on beat when you do the transitions. You definitely need to know just that four. four you need to know the bars. Like, boom, boom, okay. boom. And you got to be able to hit and on the beat for that um so it is a rhythm game but it's not like ddr rhythm game where you're stamping at the right time this one you're not always hitting something on every beat um because you're making a dj mix so you may let it go for a little bit it's not like dj hero where they have it coming down a row and you got to hit it like or like rock band where you got to hit it as the tracks come you're setting it up everything's your own setup in this game so it doesn't guide you is a, is a good way to put that. Yeah, my, a buddy of mine got really into it, and it like you can create some really cool music with it. Yeah, I think I think that like the lighter harmonics games, they they struggled to make yeah. like like what is the game game? Yeah. Like because I, I look at like okay, yeah, this is really this looks really fun, but like what is game? The only problem <laughs> is, is game? you're a streamer, you can't <laughs> the whole streaming um, agreement on there is so restrictive. I was just like, yeah, I'll never stream this game. I'll stream I stream well, it on Discord, but that's it. They're like, if you rules? play this, you can't stream and make money. <laughs> like, so you can't that, accept well, subscriptions and stuff. Uh, it's because of the music licenses. Mm. Yeah, I understand. But it's that just, and I, you can't even, I don't even think you sense. can do all the music because of the way it is. So I just stream on Discord to friends and that's it. It's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth taking the chance. No, it's not, and that's so, silly. But I hmm? go ahead. I was gonna say I I, I want to talk about a game, but go, go ahead. ahead. I'm done. I was gonna say so. I think since I have a three day weekend coming up, and depend on how far I get with my comic, which by the way I I am almost at twenty five hundred subscribers. Nice. <laughs> um, I want to play Hades. So. Oh, Hades, good. Rogue-like games are usually not my thing. Like it, it to me, like the battle system just didn't seem like it was appealing. But literally, everybody's like, "Oh my God, Hades is so good. The character designs are great. I've seen little snippets here and there, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just bite the bullet and I'm gonna play it this weekend. So you'll like it. It's good. I mean, it's good. I don't. I don't really like roguelikes either. Like I never got into like. Um... Uh, see, I can't even name any of them. What's that? What was that one that was really popular? With the gross guy who died. The gross guy. Mike, help me here. The gross guy who died. The one who died. The, anyway, the night yeah, no, in the I woods. Never, no. Oh. I never got. I really never got into Royal Likes either. But this. What this do you game mean, gross guy good. who died? Oh my god! What is the name of that game? Now it's gonna bother you, Scott. I know Night in the Woods had the guy who committed suicide. That's why. I, but that's an adventure game. Uh, roguelike. Just gonna Google roguelike. But the Binding of Isaac. Never even heard of it. 
Okay. Oh, um, it's very popular. I hate that game. I yeah, hate that game. Like, but I have two friends who, well, one, he'll hear this since I'm going to say it. Crazy Diamond, friend on Twitter and Discord. <laughs> uh, he loves that game and he'll be listening to this podcast. So uh, that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very it's 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 a very roguelike roguelike and and but like it's Hades, a flash Hades game almost yeah it's a flash it's game it's a glorified flash a game after game. they upped it but yeah. but um Hades looks yeah, beautiful Hades feels feels great it's beautiful it's professionally you know feels very polished and like everything about the combat feels nice so you'll you'll definitely enjoy yeah, it yeah I'm excited to try it woo what'd you get it on um I'm gonna get it on switch uh Okay. Why? Does it run well on Switch? I I don't know. I haven't uh, gotten I, it yet. Oh, okay. I hear I hear yeah no I hear it's fine. I know people who play it on the Switch and they're they're fine. Well, would you all would prefer? What do you think I should do? Uh no, Switch is fine. Okay. That's why you can you can you can lay in bed and play Hades. Right. I would probably prefer to do that, but I I have I'm playing it on PC because I Brittany already owned it, so that's. Well, I said I'm, yeah. I was it. thinking about that because I you know I sit on my computer as enough as it is so i'd rather like go lounge on the couch or something when i'm playing it Maybe plus with... you really you really want a controller right so if you don't have a controller right, for your pc right. then but that's about it that's all i got <laughs> a game that i haven't played yet <laughs> the anticipation of the anticipation and that anticipation definitely is real all right so we can talk about some cartoons now yeah let's talk uh... about some cartoons Yes, do I actually have. I do have a cartoon, um, but Mike, talk about cartoons. What? I didn't know I was going first. Okay. Um. <laughs> um so, uh, Shannon, talk about. No, cartoons. I'll talk about the cartoon <laughs> and then let somebody else talk, and I'll come back for the light novel after. I don't want to talk about All both right, in a row. Fine. Um. So I ended up watching. Um, I know I talked about it on the preview show, Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. Um. And this is a show where um, a princess, uh, Cialis, is, um, is in a demon castle. Her name is Cialis. What? <laughs> but spelled not the exact same, but yes, it is S Y A L I S. Cialis. Oh, wait, that is a sleep medication. Yeah, yes, right? it's C I A L I S, so they kind of changed it up. Um, that has to be. Yes. That has to be. But um, so <laughs> she basically is taken hostage by the demon king. And the hero and the kingdom want her back, but she gets there and all she wants to do is sleep. And I remember talking about the first episode is mostly her trying to find a good comforter, a good pillow to sleep, and she will do whatever it takes, even cut up some like ghostly like uh, like rags going through the thing. And she'll cut them up with these huge pairs of scissors that she has. And it's a stupid, funny show. Like, so... As Wait, the show cut up with scissors, what did you just say? This well, is I, I'm so like lost. a ghost blanket towel thing. Like I can't remember what they called it. I'm sure they have a name for it. Um, I'm sure it's in here as a minor character. Uh, but it's oh monster shroud. Sorry. Um, so she cuts it up. And she doesn't even care. And as the show progresses, so do her quests to sleep. Um. And one of them, she's trying to find a better place, and she finds what um, is down below, looks like a bunch of like soft bubbles or mushrooms, 
and it's poison. She goes down there and dies. And she always gets resurrected in like the their little altar area, like almost like the demon church. She always gets resurrected there. Am I high right now? What are you saying? <laughs> so <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. The whole show is fucking stupid. Like so, but as it's happening, it's like the demons are trying to be serious and stop the hero from coming, and you'd see her in the background walking around, just doing things and coming. Like, it's just this whole thing of like the demon king's like, "What is wrong with y'all? Just keep her in her damn cell, basically." And he'll come up to give her peace of her mind, and she'll be like sleeping peacefully, peacefully. And he's like, and like he'll be like, "All right, I'll come back tomorrow." And then it all happens again. He's like, "All right, I'll come back tomorrow." And eventually, he hits that running joke where he's like. And then the minions behind him is like, you'll come back tomorrow? Because <laughs> like, she's always sleeping when he gets there. Um, and there's other things. Uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of spoilers here, so stop if you want to watch this. Um, no, to... no, please. I, I, I want to I wanna finish this trip. You, I think you'd enjoy this, Scott. I actually think both of you would. It's a really dumb, funny show. It's one where I thought these jokes were going to get old, and they somehow kept making me laugh my ass off every episode. Um, but as it goes, you start finding out the hero is her betrothed, uh, and she doesn't call him the hero. She keeps saying this dude who starts, she's like, his name starts with D, I'm having nightmares about him. (laughs) And they're like, they're like, she's showing like the nightmares. And then you see in the background on video, like the hero doing something like, it's totally him. (laughs) And she's like, I can't stand him. And he's like, I'm coming princess. Um, Trying to think of the other. Oh, they ended up going to like uh, sneaking into a human carnival so she can get a special pillow that vibrates, so, so she can Wait, sleep. What? Yeah, so it'll like shake, and they're all standing in line. <laughs> the demon king gets into the wrong line. It's it's dude. It's all just gags. It's all like a. It's basically a four-panel comic. Put. I assume it's got to be a four-panel. The manga has to be, and it's still ongoing. There's going to be more seasons. <laughs> I don't it's see a yawn, uh, it's a, a yawn panel. Yes, yawn panel. Um, I don't even see where it is a four panel, but it does have a uh, manga to it. That my favorite part is at the end is they sneak back into the castle where she's from, <laughs> just so she can get special like underwear that's comfortable for the cold. And as they're there, her mom's like, "Is somebody back?" And she's got a young succubi, or succubus, that she's been training as body double, who the queen thinks is her. Doesn't exactly look like her, just kind of the same build. Um, And they're sneaking around the castle trying to now get the succubus back, too, to take her back. Um, And they're meeting these weird knights, and one knight is, so they all hide in a big thing of armor. And uh, it's the demon king... Like, kind of like the demon priest and her. And the other knight's like, oh, you're new here. Let me tell you some stories about the princess. <laughs> and they're all embarrassing. The, 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 they start rolling around. They're like, calm down, calm down. And then finally, they get the succubus, and they fly away. And the mom obviously knew the whole time. But she basically waves and says something to her mom. And her mom goes, it seems like you're having fun. <laughs> like The mom is just like, yeah, she's fine. But it totally is definitely going to have a second seat. It is just constant gags about her trying to find sleep. And 
I can't recommend the show enough. It is stupid funny. This is why I wanted to talk about it briefly. It's not a show I can really go deep into. It's not a deep show. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like too much of a deep show. No, it's just, but is it's something a, like... Is this a finished show? Uh, yeah, the whole first season's out. Um, so, I always recommend stuff like this, though, because right now, especially with the stupid shit going on in the world, sometimes you got to sit down and just laugh your ass off. Um, and this show will do it. Like, I was talking to a friend of the show, Stu, that we all know, um, aka Zarf on uh, Twitter, uh, that is one of the volunteers at Otakon and I hang out with from time to time. I was talking to him this past weekend about the show and he, we were laughing about it and just, he was the one telling me, he goes, yeah, the manga's still going. So there's huh. definitely going to be another season. But it's just highly recommended. It's on Funimation. Um, I wish it was on Crunchyroll. I really hope, I'm not happy of a monopoly in the anime world, but I hope this uh, Sony purchasing Crunchyroll brings these two together so i don't have to pay two different services right i feel the same but um yeah it's definitely highly recommend you'll laugh i unless you don't like humor (laughs) unless you're a miserable person in life god (laughs) yeah unless you're just looking for uh brooding dog boys fighting vampires oh shut the fuck up (laughs) you're one of me (laughs) <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> Shannon, yeah. Dad, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you anime? So, says? um, my so like a lot of the winter ones have have basically ended, right? So the or, I'm sorry, the fall. fall have ended. Um, so the one that has really caught my attention, I think I've talked about it a little bit briefly before, maybe a couple episodes back, um, is Jujutsu Kaisen, and. The first season is still ongoing, but the second part of the first season uh, starts, I believe, on January 15th. Um, So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I've caught up to the manga, and the manga gets fucking wild. Is it Um, mostly fighting? It's a lot of fighting. Okay. Because uh, all the clips I see are fighting, so I was wondering if it's more of a fighting. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fighting. Okay. Um, You know, a lot of supernatural powers and stuff. The, The second. Uh, part of the first season though is going to get um, it's a little more lighthearted than the first the first part um, but it's it's basically it, um, uh, these kids from Jujutsu Tech are in like a friendly competition with the students from Kyoto and it's just kind of like uh, the whole second part is going to be them battling it out and then somewhere in the middle shit gets wild um okay. But the manga, I've been, you know, keeping up with that and reading that, and it's it gets <laughs> it gets fucking dark <laughs> real fast. It gets very very dark. So it'll be interesting to see how much they actually animate uh, in the in the upcoming seasons. Because I'm sure with the popularity, they are going to continue having seasons. Um, and the other one that I recently finished was Golden Kamui season three, which also got extremely dark. Um, and the manga is it, it's it's interesting because Golden Kamui, the creator, um, Noda, he he has this ability of like having like these really crazy serious moments, but then he'll turn them into like a gag and. Like you were talking about with Love Hina, you know, it, yeah. it it's constantly wash and repeat. And 
I honestly never get sick of when he does this in the manga. Yeah. Um, and of course, obviously, the anime reflects a lot of that. But uh, the anime, actually, with Golden Kamui, I tell everybody to read the manga because Golden Kamui is, is censored a lot um, just because of the content. Is it and, on streaming that it's censored? No, just the anime in general. Well, I mean, no, because I asked because a lot of times when the physical versions come out, they uncensor a lot. That's no, I mean, the, the, so the anime is version. just – so when I say it's it's censored a lot, so for instance, there is um, an episode in season three where this character, Tanagaki, you know, they're – he comes out of this um, kind of like sauna um, – or I can't remember what the Russian word for it was. And like, he goes up to this kid and he helps him hold this gun and they, they end up shooting this Wolverine. Right. So in the manga, (laughs) in the manga, you see ton of like the shadows of Tanagaki's balls. (laughs) Wow. And obviously the anime didn't put that in there. There was another, there was another scene where you, one of his balls is, popping out of his shorts <laughs> you know so obviously they're not going to put that i feel his in... pain <laughs> they're not going to put that in the anime right but even so like why not why not why because why <laughs> they're just not going to i have a funny but story about balls and shorts if you want to hear it no we're not it's gonna not get... <laughs> no no it's not it's not it's not as bad as y'all think but Balls in shorts. It could it could never be as bad as. Uh, so you remember to... um, <laughs> you remember the Connect? They had the Connect Fitness game or the Connect uh, whatever the sports Connect Sports. Right. So I was wearing boxers, not like boxer briefs, and I was doing the running in place mm. game. Well, it was like pow pow pow, and I dropped to the floor in pain. Mm. <laughs> because there's nothing to keep it snug. How is it so Because you're doing like when you run in place, you know you like you're taking higher steps than if you're running outside. Oh my god, I was in so much pain. Mm. <laughs> I dropped to the floor. That's my story. So balls yeah, Tanagaki's balls. <laughs> Scott's but... like that's not making it in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, um, <laughs> I actually started rereading Fushigiyuki, which is you know if you are into anime, I've never read it. You've never read Fushigyuki? No, I've only watched it. So, I really enjoy the manga. Um, obviously, this was way back in the day, so I think it came out in 1992 um, when it was uh, first published. Um, basically, if you have lived under a rock these past couple of decades and you're into anime, Fushigyuki is basically the story of the universe of the four gods. It is an isekai. Uh, but it was an isekai before isekai was completely oversaturated, in my opinion. Like, I feel like the 90s was... Ah, I feel like the 90s... It's like the hipster of isekai. The hipster of isekai. So, like, the 90s, I feel like, really did it really well. But I felt like it wasn't, like, the constant oversaturation that you have now. Um, what do you think ruined it and made everything go isekai? I have an idea, but I'm not going to say it. Well, it's the, the, that terrible one, Sword Art Online. No. You think so? It's before that. Inuyasha really? was the first isekai. You well, the first so? uh, no, modern I... day isekai of the modern day fans. Yeah, but it didn't. No. Inuyasha is the first of the modern day fans, not the older fans. I'm talking about the modern day fans mm-hmm. that freak out. Inuyasha was the first for a lot of them at that time. 
It was the I one that kicked off a lot of people's you like talk to people who got into Sword Art Online. They would not know what Inuyasha was. No, I feel Inuyasha. like Scott. I feel I like think... you're right. I think I think Scott's right. I think it's Sword Art Online because I, in my opinion, you know, I feel like Inuyasha is is part of that. It's got to be era. the in between us and them then. It was definitely after our heyday. Maybe Scott's heyday. That might no, be I Scott's don't... age. No, it's definitely after us. I don't... The, well, I mean, the anime, maybe. But, like, the manga, it ran in Shogakukan's Weekly Shonen Sunday from November 1996 to June 2008. Yes, but it wasn't coming out here that or that quickly. I don't think it showed up here until 97. But see, I was still, that was like the era of what I would consider. That's I the don't middle know. era. That's Scott's era. Hmm. I just, maybe it because, just went on yeah, so I mean, long. I think there were just so Shannon, many seasons our area is like 80s to mid 90s and then the newer generation yeah. stuff started coming out. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like <laughs> Evangelion is kind of like that cross between the old and, and the middle eras. Where the, the new, I don't even know what I'd put as the Evangelion of the new era. Maybe. Well, you have to also you have to also remember that the the anime anime fandom in the United States is is generally a very short amount of time. I mean, like people think that like Bleach fans they refer to them as old school, which is ridiculous. That's yeah, that's ridiculous, weird. To me. But that was that was also I've been watching since ninety two. So. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> but that was also 15 years ago. Don't I mean, be an elitist. If, in 2005, in 2005, I'm not being elitist. I'm saying it's bullshit that that's considered old school. Yeah. Right, but in 2005 or 2007, when you referred to old school and you were referring to stuff, Saturday morning anime on Sci-Fi is old school. Like, yeah, that is old school. <laughs> not car- not tsunami. Tsunami is not old school. That's like the middle. That's why to- the tsunami age is like that middle. That's where you had that first crossroads of the old and the newer fans start mm-hmm. coming. And then there's like another well, you just... one. And like, I guess I'd say you put something in between the mid 2000s, but I don't know what show kicked off that. Maybe that's when Bleach and Naruto started really kicking people off. I mean, the the timelines definitely need to be adjusted going forward. However, I would say during our that looks like. Shannon and I time, the big show for a lot of people who didn't watch anime but watch something that was anime was Dragon Ball. Yeah, that was it. Dragon Ball was it. And obviously yeah. Akira being the movie that everybody watched. That and Ninja Scroll. Yeah. But Bleach and Naruto, based on the time when they started coming out, um, I don't know when the anime started. Uh, I would assume that those were where the next generation and I guess Sword Art would be the generation after that. Sword Art, I think, would be two generations after that. After the Bleach and Naruto generation? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Who? What would be the generation between there? But see that, see that, that era uh, of anime. Canada for goddess. Ah, that era <laughs> of anime to me was really missing something. Like it was, I feel like that era was really well, missing, like a hard hitting, like a memorable well, something that's gonna last, something that so is gonna have a two, legacy. The two thousands to two thousand five was where a lot of things started doing really cheap CG and it looks terrible at a lot of them. It was a, wasn't that the big crash? Wasn't well, that's a, yeah. Well, no, well in Japan, that's what that's I'm saying. But cause you started, started seeing a lot over. of cheaper looking animation, even if they weren't, it, using... it was cheaper looking 
Well, yeah, the DigiPaint stuff looks cheaper because they didn't really know how to use it. That's really the problem. Yeah. Like, you look at Love Hina today, and it looks bad. Um, oh, that's why yeah. I think the manga's better. But. What was the other one that yeah. was really big for a long time that nobody really talks about anymore? Um, the Melancholy of Haruhi Shizumiya. The first season's people... really good. That second season, I don't. I know people like it, but I, I couldn't watch it. You could, well, yeah, you just watch two of those endless late episodes and. Uh... And then you can get out. By the way, that was ten fucking years ago, Mike. I know. Do you want to turn to fucking dust? I would say Haruhi Suzumiya was also one of the turning points because the late two thousands was the that crash. was two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, that was like two thousand or that yeah, that was two thousand and six. So but yeah, that that era of anime, Haruhi I really. Suzumiya kicked off the Moe trend. Yes, which is like... where I got lost. <laughs> I got so fucking lost, and I was just like, I, I honestly, there was a time when I didn't watch a whole lot of anime, and I kind of got out of it. And um, I came running back. I was yeah. like, yo, what's this? Yo, let's go. That was, and then there was like K-On, and then Lucky Star. Honestly, the thing with uh, the Moe trend, what it brought back to me was the feelings of the super cute girls like Shampoo back in the day, where I was just like... I didn't, I, like, that feeling wasn't in a lot of characters leading up to that point. And I'm like, Shampoo's still, like, the all-time, like, she was Moe before Moe was a thing. Like, I would say Shampoo's probably the first Moe character out there. She was literally there just to be cute and try to kill Malrama, but she was just there to be kind of cute. Wait, what was that first, what was that other thing? What's that? <laughs> and try to kill Malrama? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that means. You never watched Rama one half? I never watched Rama. No, that was oh. before my time. Oh, well then, yeah, so... you <laughs> Or no, female Rama. Sorry, not male. She loved male Rama. Tried to kill female Rama. Rama was a show where cold water would turn people into different things, and hot water would bring yeah. them back. I know that. I know that much. So shampoo fell you got in me love. up to that point. Shampoo fell in love with male Rama, but she got turned into a cat because of female Rama during training. Or Rama was his female form when it happened. So, the, was that his final form though? Uh, only if you watch porn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> female Rama is his final form in most hentai. <laughs> okay then. Uh, I tell you well, what we, though, she was talking Fushigi Yugi. We, we really diverse. Fushigi Yugi. Um, Would you recommend Fushigi Yugi to a modern audience? Okay, so if we're going to talk the manga, <laughs> yes, I would. Um, the anime, to a modern audience, I don't know. If you really like shoujo love story isekais, yes. But looking back on it and, and having watched a few episodes now... Well, you rewatched it when you lived with... I did. Me, right? yeah, I did. that's what I was going to say. Because you like, borrowed my DVDs and we just ran through it. People are so used to the anime quality of today that if you go back and watch it the quality really isn't that great um so i think it might turn off a lot of people um Segway. what retro crush now has premium oh and you can get it 20 percent off for 40 dollars for the year this no is ads. not an ad <laughs> what, is, what does premium give you yeah no this ads. is not an ad you don't have to watch the ads I'm fine with that. That's enough for me. Or five bucks a month. I mean, if you'd rather pay monthly, it's five bucks a month. Cheaper than Honestly, Crunchyroll. I think it's you worth it. You get to watch it. a lot of old stuff. Yeah, yeah I think it's worth it. 
they started following me on Twitter, which is freaking awesome. Well, you're a famous, uh, you're a famous Vine star. I'm a famous Vine star now. As she's shadow banned from uh, Instagram. Instagram, I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. Wait, are you shadow banned? I from am Instagram? shadow banned from so Instagram. You know what happens? You, I finally figured out what happens with shadow bans. It's what? when too many people are liking posts and not sharing or doing other things with them. It's so dumb. If too mm. many people are just liking your posts, you'll get shadow banned. Interesting. Is that re- it's really? so dumb. I'm like, what's the point of having a fucking like button if it's a negative? So here's the thing, Scott. The reason why I say but you I, can't share stuff on I'm shadow banned Instagram. is that I can post, right? Um, but I can't hashtag. I can't comment. Like I can't leave a caption on my post. So basically, I can post a picture. It won't show up in any kind of um, recent or top feeds. Um, basically the only people who can see it are the people who follow me and I can't, I I can't comment. I can't like other people's content. I can't post stories. Have you submitted Um, a support ticket? I have several. I have submitted several times. Nothing. I get nothing. Absolutely nothing, which is weird because this is for my art account. Right. And then I have another account, um, for like spaceships and that one is fine. Everything's fine with that one. I can comment, I can post, I can hashtag to my heart's content. But like for some reason, my art account, you know, is just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't want to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's, it's, restart. so that really sucks. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck and I don't know what to do. So I've, I've just been posting without really ta- like tagging or hashtagging or commenting. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it sucks. Now, can you use a hashtag in a story? I have not tried that. I have not tried that. I, I might be able to. Post thing, but... That's that's super weird. Yeah. That's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's and something. It all started. Too many likes. They think you're, uh, I don't know, I guess gaming the system. It started when, so I don't, I don't know how often you guys use Instagram, but, all um, the, uh, all the time. On Prior the before the election, um, Instagram turned off um, uh, recents, basically, so you couldn't see all the recent posts because um, they, you know, were trying to help filter out, like, you know, non-factual information Nonsense. about yeah. the uh, presidential election, and then that's when my issue started. Weird. Did you get Did you get marked as a as a white nationalist? God only knows what they have me as. It's just frustrating. That's all I know. What? So that's, it sucks, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. But to go back to Fushi Yugi, cause I would have been interrupted a few times already about it, Sorry. but <laughs> now I've been rereading the manga again. Um, and I really enjoy Fushi Yugi. It, it, really was like a huge part of my childhood and it's only been so so with the the original story you learn of the universe of the four gods and like i said it's an isekai and you've got two young schoolgirls, japanese schoolgirls, who are summoned into this book which is the universe of the four gods and they are you know, the priestesses. So you've got your priestess of Suzaku and your priestess of Seryu. That's, that's the focus of the original story. And these two girls who are friends in real life eventually become enemies. Um, 
And I won't, I, like, obviously it's old, but I won't spoil it just in case nobody knows and somebody wants to read about it. Um, they basically have to go through and kind of collect their guardians to summon these gods um, to save this world, basically. And of course, they, you know, there's a lot of action, a lot of romance, and yada yada. And then the story ends. Several years later, Yuatase, the creator, did the third story, the Priestess of Genbu. Now, the, the Priestess of Genbu actually happened, I want to say, like something like a hundred or so years prior before the original series. Um, and that one was really good. And now she started doing the final, the final one, which is the Priestess of Byako. And that takes place, I think, something in like the 1930s, 1940s Japan or something like that. I can't, I can't remember, but it's like that era. Um, so that it's not, it's not fully done. She's always said she wanted to fully complete all four stories of all four priestesses. Um, and I, it's, it's kind of wild to thinking, you know, I used to watch this as a little girl and now, you know, she's still making these stories and I'm still loving these stories. Um, it's just, it's, it's just really, really cool. And I, I I think the story itself is really good. Do I think they were going to make an anime of the last, you know, the last two priestess stories that she did? No, probably not. I don't think there's a whole lot of interest in it, but definitely, you know, if you read the manga, read the newer ones that she did too, because they're they're just as good, in my opinion. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see an anime. They make some, they make anime of like lesser series that. I mean, right, I but there's a made, lot like Shiro Bako and stuff like that. Right, but there's a lot that I think is good to know from the original anime when they're yeah. the original manga going into the previous there are the other two stories so i think if they were to make it now i think a lot of people would be lost unless they yeah, really you know unless true. they really went around that you know what i mean and true i mean <sighs> when people have watched stuff like space bros that's terrible too that's one i've been wanting to watch <laughs> i just i just throwing shiro Bako and space bros out to see if scott was <laughs> i'm always listening i'm always listening and waiting <laughs> Uh, but didn't they didn't they make a new Inuyasha series like like yes. six not seven years ago? It's it's Inuyasha's <laughs> basically the story of their children. What's that? Oh, the new so the new Inuyasha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inuyasha. Yeah. Inuyasha Boruto. Yasahime or Yasahime? Yasahime, Boruto? yes. Yeah. So I believe it's. I, I haven't watched it. I don't know too much of the story yet. I started the first Inuyasha and stopped within... I don't I just, think I finished I, the first season. I, I was, couldn't get into it. Like, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I wasn't super, super crazy into it. Now, just my, like I my, haven't watched Rene or whatever her latest series was before that. Rumika Takashi's Rene, Rene. I oh, I don't know. I haven't heard of that. It's on High Dive, but I never watched it. I don't hmm. know. I'd rather... My attitude is... Uh, me watching Takahashi stuff ended with Rama. Because <laughs> that was also like a hundred some episodes, like 192 or something like that. Hmm. There's a lot of episodes for Rama. I'm good. I was done. I don't want another long series. <laughs> that might be the last series I watched like more than, well no, Roni Kenshin I watched the whole thing of. Ugh. That shit was long too. But, well, speaking of, of cartoons. What, you watch cars? Um, that are 
that are that are super old. I watched cartoons that are super new. See how I did that? No, that was awful. No, it was very yeah, it was terrible. Uh, so I mean, we talked about them a little bit as they were going on, and I reviewed them when they first started uh, last season, but. I have now finished uh, Talentless uh, Nina and The Wandering uh, Wandering Witch. Um, what is the full name of that show? Uh, the Journey of Wandering Witch Elena, Witch Elena so, or something like that. Yeah, Elena's Journey, Journey of Elena. So first off, I'm going to hit Wandering Witch to Journey of Elena. Uh, I think The Wandering Witch Journey of Elena could be a pretty good uh, kids show if that's who the target audience is. But it's obviously not the target audience because it's got some about a lot of the weird otaku jokes. Uh, I mean, it's 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 fine. It's pretty non-offensive. There were, and and most of the episodes are fairly standalone, uh, like single stories. But I think that the well, essentially, the format of it was uh, it was like um, Kino's journey. But not good. <laughs> and Kino's, for anyone who doesn't know, Kino's journey is about um, kind of this this orphan who finds a talking motorcycle and then goes on a trip to all these different countries. And in each each country, she learns uh, a different like a different story, um, a different lesson. You get an interesting an interesting characters and interesting kind of kind of story piece that's that's based on a policy or an aspect of each country that she visits so the journey of elena is very similar except uh a lot of the like a lot of the things that they encounter are very samey um and like some of the more interesting ones are just kind of ruined by like obvious like plot twists or massive plot holes and uh, you know kind of lazy just kind of lazy writing the the weird otaku stuff I said, like it's uh, stuff like, you know, that like she helps a, a young mage like pass her her help, you know, gain the courage to pass her tests, and then after that, this this mage becomes absolutely obsessed with with Elena to the point where like the next couple times they encounter each other, she's basically like drooling on her, and Elena has to like physically force her away, and then. And then, you know, there's always this, like, talk of, like, she has a sister, she has a sister that she never sees, that she misses. And then, like, there's an episode where, like, they end up with, like, a, a getting affected by this love potion. And the sister thinks, the sister that attacks, the, the, the older sister attacks the younger sister in a, in a, in a aggressive sexual way, which is just, like, what is, who is this for? <laughs> what, what, who, like. Like I'm gonna move this to dropped already. (laughs) Yeah, like it's, but you know what? There's like there are good, like there are really interesting episodes. And um, episode four, like if you just just want to watch one episode, episode four is really good. Um, And is there any other one? Do you think it's a adaptation problem? Do you think if I was to because. Yen Press picked up the light novel. Do you think it would work better in the prose form? I mean, it's possible, uh, but I mean, the writing is just not good. Yeah. I don't think it's like because because one of the things that they keep doing is they you know they, 
like I mean, you pointed it out right away when we watched the first episode yeah. that the her her um, that the 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 book that her uh, that she adored was actually based on her love. Yeah, I said child. that from the get go. I was like, that's obviously her mom. Yeah, still that's still a mystery. Even to at the her. end of the season, and even at oh, the end of the God. season, and ha- and has not been explicitly said to the audience. Yeah. But it's been so hinted Dude, at. Dude, it was obvious the... from the very first episode. I was like, it's and her it... mom! <laughs> and it's still treating it like kind of a wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of Ugh. thing. And, like, and sh- I think like even like the end of the episode, there was like a hint like, oh, she figured it out, but she's not saying for some reason. She's like, why? It's like... Literally, the whole first episode was literally just kind of ripping off Kiki's delivery service. Kiki's yeah, Kiki's delivery service, and then and then better. Basically, the whole thing is based is is ripping off other better yeah. pieces of fiction. Because hey, I've I, as a writer, I've even held my hand in ripping off Kino's journey, but I can't because Kino's journey is super good, and you can't do that. Yeah. Um, but there is like there is like this early episode that's like, I think it's episode three where I like I like oh this is a red flag. And I really, I kept watching because like every episode, like it's big, it's like, it was like candy and like so the dumb parts were like so dumb that I was like, it's like watching a train like wreck. And when it was good, it was actually pretty entertaining. So like, it's a, it's a weird mishmash, but there was this like middle episode where there was a, like she in, came to us, came to a country and went to see like the mayor of this town and the mayor of this town like had a slave and the son was in love with the slave and the slave didn't realize this and it was like super weird like the whole vibe of it was really weird and seemingly inappropriate and then like at the end uh it's not like elena like rescues the slave or anything she, you know just like the son promises that the slave is going to get treated better and then there's no resolution, and Elena just leaves, <laughs> knowing that she can't do anything. And that is so like what that was is the a point type of, the whole of story? yeah. That I mean, that is a type of story that would be in Kino's journey. Yeah. But there, there was no like it did not like end on any kind of like moralistic tale, or it didn't even seem to condemn the situation. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't do anything. I'm out. Bye. Yeah, like, the da- like clearly the dad is bad man because she he treats the slave poorly. It wasn't the dad is bad man because he has a slave. Yeah. And the son is going to be good man because he's going to rescue the slave because he loves her. Like, wait, that's not a good story. So I want to break it. It doesn't condemn slavery. Um, I want to talk real quick because when I've talked about yep. uh, the, um, what is it? Hero, the uh, realistic hero who builds a kingdom. There's a part where uh, a man has been raised by his grandfather and his grandfather passes and the business is left to him and it turns out that his grandfather left the business to him was a business of dealing with slaves like <gasps> trading them and selling them oh, what? so what happens is the guy where I w- it sounds like you kind of wish where Elena would go through is um as you clean up your white claw obviously um mm. <laughs> uh, is uh he starts teaching them how to read and do math and stuff and making sure that if they're sold off, they're sold off in better conditions than a slave. Because what happens is as um, the new king 
has said that uh, nobles and stuff have to do better. They're looking for people who can do math and do reading because they have to keep better track of their books or they'll be in trouble. So he does this with his slaves up until the last one that he's kind of in love with and that slave's kind of in love with him. And it stays on to where the king comes in, offers to buy the slave, and he goes, no, she's not for sale. And turns out that he loves her. And instead, she refuses to stop being like his maid. But then he throws him into, like, being in charge of the uh, education of people. He basically runs, like, a university for teaching people uh, skills and stuff. But I feel like that's where you'd wish it would go. Where, but that story instead is just like, nope, sorry, can't do anything. Gotta what? dip. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I mean, still, even, even there, the, like, falling in love with the slave master is still weird but at least he was no he wasn't a slave master he just took over this business and he just right he saw them as more than they weren't he didn't look at them as slaves he looked at them as like no i want you to go out there and live a life not just be under somebody's thing he said i will not sell you to somebody i will make that doesn't promise to do better conditions and they will sign a contract like all this stuff he makes sure that every single one um, to the point where two sisters that don't want to go uh, be sold off separate make sure they went to somebody that kept them together. Like, the guy was like, I don't want this business, but I'm stuck with these ones that my grandfather passed away with. So, I have to now get rid of them. But he, instead of getting rid of in a bad sense, he's like, no, I'm going to make sure they can do more in this world. Like, it was a good moral where the guy's like, this isn't, like... This isn't the job I want. <laughs> but it's what he's... It was what he was stuck Yeah, because it was like either that or he just gives up the slaves and they go to other slave traders that would have probably treated him like shit. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. I said bizarre. <laughs> it, it's bizarre, but when you're reading it, it's really, like, warm-hearted. Like, it's really well done. Like, I... That's why I just wanted to break in where Scott says, like, there's no real resolution. I'm like, wow, I just read something that does the complete opposite with this situation. Yeah. And it, it's even, I mean, the, there's, I think there's more wandering which than has been adapted. But it even does come yeah. to the point where she says, they say they say to her, like, please come back. And she's like, yeah, I'll check in. And then it never, never comes back in the series. So... Yeah, it's been going on Weird. since the light novel since 2018. It looks like. Oh, that's a manga? I'm trying to see which one was the light novel. 2016 was the light novel started, and it's still going. Hmm. So. Yeah, obviously it has an audience. So I'm wondering if the light novel's been going on for four years. I w- it has to be written better, right? It could be. I mean, that's that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. I would hope. Let's just say yeah. I would hope that the light novels are better. Um, but then uh, tell us, uh, Nina. Nana. Nana, Nina, <laughs> N- Nuri. That, um, that is another show that's just... How do you say Oremo? Really... Full title. Odd. Uh, Oremo Kurowatz. <laughs> Doc, Dr. Blue Guy. Um... No, uh, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Talus Nana is—it's like it's—it's a, it's a weird thing, and I don't 
like I think ha like a, it took longer is than this the one that we compared to Among Us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think it took it took to about halfway through. That's like, well, I don't think this is actually going anywhere. Oh. And um, so there, I mean, essentially, it's about this girl sent to this island, and with the the role that she has to kill these people who are apparently going to be uh, terrorists who can who have magic powers. Is she going to DC? And all. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, and each one of them has a unique magic power, and sometimes they don't know what the magic power is, uh, but they have it. So there's like there's there's like a necromancer, and then there's someone who's immortal, and then there's um, someone who can who can heal other people, and um, and then there's just someone who's like super smart. It's it's a it's a someone who can take photos, and it's a premonition. And um, essentially, they each have like they've each been given this danger rating, and sh her job is to try to eliminate them all, or uh, and to the point where they gets them to fight amongst themselves. And it ended on kind of a a dull note. You're picking some um, winners. Scott. <laughs> Seriously, I am picking some winners. It ended on like it ended on a really like sour note because like the cliffhanger was like that this boss the boss of the of the whole project is coming and is is like there to investigate under the guise that he's coming to investigate these murders but in reality that he's hopefully to, to fan the flames and hope to accelerate them killing each other. There's also been issues the question whether these uh, the people are actually threats. Or whether that has is a lie, in of, in and of itself. Weird. But I but I think like ultimately like the some of the, you know, because like, so, they paint it as like a mystery, yeah. or as like like a Death Note style. Uh, one person is trying to figure out who did it, but <laughs> it's it, like the main character is just like obviously like she is found at the scene of every crime. And then just ends up playing dumb. And there's one character who is just like, like, has said everything, but like, it, actually, he has basically said, like, it is so painfully obvious that she is at fault. But how do I get definitive proof and show everybody and prove it? But like, they do that for 12 and episodes? And they, well, they do it for basically the second half. Oh, okay. Basically, the second half, he's just like, uh, he stops doubting the fact that she might be the 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 murderer. Is now definitively like she's definitely the murderer. But how do I get proof? And then he happens to be the person that she can't kill because he's immortal. So it's like it's a weird. It's it is a weird thing. And I think like I do want to keep watching this one to see if it goes anywhere. Because I think if it would be interesting if if Nana was lied to and if these people are not actual threats to society but they are just being discriminated against and then subsequently like called yeah. like that might be a good twist but um yes let's break her really... in the end <laughs> yeah, i don't know if it's worth i don't know if it's worth your time to start well apparently she was like she has a tragic backstory her parents were murdered apparently by somebody who has these powers so talented 
and that's why she wants vengeance against him. But oh. then that, there's like, toward, like the final episode cast out, even if that were true or not, or if that was also a lie that this group told wow. her. So it's it's like it's getting to the point where just everything you can't really trust anything that you've been told, which is not the best way to do like a suspense mystery. But yeah, because there needs to be something to ground you in reality. Um, but that doesn't seem to be here. So I, I, I will. I've invested this much time. I think I'll probably continue if there's a season two. But I don't Sounds know like if I can be. recommend people start watching it. <laughs> And that's uh, that was my what was this technically the winter season? Uh, fall. Fall season. Yeah, the winter. Fall there's season. a bunch I plan on watching. I was actually like, I feel like, I don't know who's interested, but we should do like a little mini episode just talk about pick new... like pick some shows or one show or two shows each person wants to watch and just watch them. Um, well, we could but I know do Shannon doesn't have two... Funimation, so we could just pick stuff off Country Roll. Or I, yeah, I could pick stuff on Funimation. I still have no, no, but she doesn't. Me. So I mean, there'd be, I mean, unless you and I want to do the Funimation, but because I know we're gonna have to do yeah. a whole show on another show the next time, that it's like we're not gonna be able to talk about the winter season in any way in two weeks. Or we put we can always push that back and then do winter season next stuff next. Well, week. I don't think has we, any we of can, us started about... Citrus. No, I've gotten like a couple episodes in. I haven't. Okay, so that brings us to the news that our next uh, full well, wait, wait. show. What? But, what, what, what? Oh, you want to talk about your sword? Thing? Yes, I want to talk about something just as re- maybe as ridiculous, if not more, than the first thing I talked about. I started a light novel series called "Reincarnated as a Sword." <laughs> um, so a thirty-year-old salary man is killed in a car accident. <gasps> Stop me when you've heard this. Uh, when you haven't heard this before, I should say. Uh, so, uh, he's reborn in a fantasy world, but he is reborn in the form of a sword. So, off the bat, he starts, he's like, what the hell's going on? What am I doing? And he realizes, like, he's stuck in, like, a pedestal. Realizes he's a sword. And starts messing around with these powers he has. One's telekinesis. Like, so, he's a he can see what his stats are basically and what skills he has. So he starts going around. It starts off. Well, before he starts going around, it starts off where like he's in the pedestal and these goblins come up and he ends up killing them. And they have crystals inside of monsters that he can absorb and use them to level up. And he starts realizing this and slowly starts powering up, killing smaller creatures than bigger creatures to the point where he's killing like super strong monsters but it's just him, and he gets stuck in a ground where there's some really crazy monster that sucks up mana out of the ground, so he gets stuck and he can't get out. And that's when uh, the slaver and slaves come bursting out of the woods running from a bear-like monster, and the slaves have to try to stop the bear for the slaver, and they can't not listen. So a bunch of the slaves die. There's one left... And this is where I got worried for a second. Uh, it is a cat girl named Fran who's only 12 is. years old. And she finds the sword, picks it up, and kills the monster. And then kills the slaver as well. Um, and if you heard me with the AIDS, this is why I got worried about this light novel. It's a 30-year-old salaryman regarding his sword with a 12-year-old cat girl that's a slave. So, but she killed the slaver. She's no longer a slave. 
but she wants to become stronger. So what you find out is amongst the beast tribes, nobody in the black cat tribe has ever reached evolution that the other tribes have. And I don't really know fully what evolution. Nobody's really explained the full thing, but you get stronger. Um, you basically evolve into another form. No black cat has. So she wants to reach this. Her parents have been killed. She wants to do this because they didn't make it either. Um, so she realizes the sword can talk uh, during the fight. And the sword explains itself. And... This is where I thought it was going to take a very etchy approach, but it never does. Like, honestly, the guy is a 30-year-old. Uh, it was going to take an etchy approach with a sword? Well, just, you know, like, oh, look, I can peep on her and, you know, shit like that. Like, I was, like, super nervous about, like, little moments. But, honestly, it almost becomes more like a father looking after the daughter because he's full, like, he's fully cognizant of his past life and what's going on now. So they start, like, teaming up and taking things out. They join an Adventurer's Guild like most light novels. <laughs> There's Jesus an Adventure, Adventurer's Guild they got to join. Um, and every book kind of focuses on a story. Rarely does a book really cross over into another story. It's like you read a, a volume, you're going to read, as of right now, like a story within that world with them going through. Um, and in this world, there's dungeons. The dungeons have bring monsters out, and early on, goblins are fleeing out of this dungeon, just coming out in waves. Fran ends up killing hundreds of them in one go, um, and people are like, "How? So where was your help?" And she's like, "No, I killed them all." <laughs> she quickly ranks up from like a G, I want to say, is the initial, to a D rank. Um, because of this and they go into these dungeons and they have a core and there's always a dungeon boss so you go in most of the time they just call these dungeons so they keep these dungeons running for the adventurers the longer dungeon runs the better the treasure will be when they go through and find stuff um and uh it has also political intrigue from different things as well different um areas one area wants to stop dungeons or take them over and control them all um, some just want to keep them open for adventurers. I'm trying to think of everything else that goes on in this book. It's a lot. Um, it was, I went in with no expectations. This book is, this series is a lot of fun. I would never, I mean, I'd be surprised if any of the future volumes, but the first four volumes, I didn't rate anything over a four out of five, but it's kind of really well done. Fran doesn't talk much. Um, she really loves food. The sword can remember how to cook and create a like a doppelganger of his former self that comes out and cooks. Um, but uh, I mean, what do you expect with a name like ours? That's the thing. <laughs> like, but that's the thing. Like, I worried. Like, reincarnated as a sword, I expected nothing. And then when I saw the girl was twelve, that's when I said, "I hope it doesn't get etchy with the twelve-year-old girl." And it doesn't. Um, even like when they have her armor and they show like pictures of her in the armor. There's never really, like, I mean, it's obviously, like, fantasy world. Girls don't wear as much heavy armor, but it's not, like, full-on sexualized. Right. Um, which I really like that about this book. I never felt like even, like, any of the girls that she comes across with in meets or other people. Uh, the older ones sometimes, but it's really not, like, a theme of the book. 
Um, but there's a lot of dark stuff. Like, Fran is not afraid to destroy somebody in terms of, like, full-on bloody, like, <laughs> killing. Like, it also, like, while it doesn't sexualize, it has no problem talking about bloody scenes and moments and graphic <laughs> violence. Um, I really had a lot of fun with this. And I'm After hitting Volume 4, I picked them all up for about $5 each volume, and I'm almost willing to pay for to get the newer volumes at a little higher price. Um, I'm holding off because I got a lot of other stuff to read, but I actually recommend <laughs> Reincarnated as a Sword. I don't think I want this as an anime, but as a light novel, it's a lot of fun. Um, I wonder... So he's the sword? Yes. He is the sword. Um, but he can become a person. He can form a doppelganger. That goes out, like multiple copies too, but each copy dwindles the power of that doppelganger. Um, but he mostly can talk via tele- telepathy between him and Fran or anybody he- else he wants to. They keep it a secret, so pe- most people just think he's a very uh, powerful sword. Um, it's possible he might be a divine sword, because there's also like this whole god thing in this book. Uh, where there's like hundreds of gods and all this crazy stuff um, but there's like a whole section of like I think it was 88 gods and one of them went rogue became the evil god <laughs> it's just typical Japanese fantasy it's kind of ridiculous but it's it's well done I actually recommend the series like if you could get it cheap it's a super fun read and kind of one of those turn your brain off for a bit and just enjoy um, so it's it was surprising very surprising but at 20 bucks for four volumes i mean i kind of went in there with uh being able to uh take some uh no expectation leeway <laughs> and it definitely surprised me it's a sh- it was, i definitely recommend it. i did start another book but i'll talk that after i read volume three because i know we've discussed this on the show way back did we discuss Restaurant to Another World back when it launched, Scott. The last time we started this show back up. What's it called? Restaurant to Another World. Probably. About a restaurant that's six days a week is a normal Japanese restaurant. And every Saturday they open up to a fantasy world. (laughs) My God. I started this book, but I don't want to talk about it today because we're... A decent amount of time, but it's yeah, we're something I want to discuss after I hit uh, finish volume three because I have one more volume that I own to go through. All right. Well, that's um, oh boy, that's an ending. Uh, so as we briefly stated, we will next full episode review will be um, Citrus, which is I believe a 2018. Uh, uh, Yuri show um, it's available on Crunchyroll and um, based off a of manga I think that's well, the same name I think that's yeah I think that's that's all we need to really say uh, Shannon where can people find you on internet people can find me on internet um, on Twitter at Perfect Serenade and also you can read my web comic Lucifer's Ace on Tapas and Webtoons and follow her so she can break 2500 I'll get there do it if you're listening, follow her. Mike, you have internet? Yes, so everybody can find me uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, slash G Nitro. You can find me at g-nitro.com. 
where I'm constantly pushing out content there. Um, and I just wanted to state, uh, I have kicked off my Extra Life 2021. So if you go to extra-life.org and search Michael Space Camacho, uh, you can find my Extra Life page and donate if you would like to. Um, I did not hit my $1,000 goal last year. I'm not upset because of the pandemic. Uh, it's the first year in a long time I had it, but I also wasn't really pushing it on people because a lot of people, even the ones who normally donate through work, there was a lot of people who were working week on, week off and had to take their own leave or leave without pay uh, for periods of time. So I kind of was just quiet about it towards the end outside of the fundraising days. It's just, I was like, you know what? I feel bad even like pushing this more than than I, I did. Um, so, yeah. but this year... Extra Life 2021 is back. I've already raised over $100. I think more than 150 at this point. Nice. Uh, not, I mean, last year I raised 350 in three days. <laughs> Shannon was one of those that assisted. Um, and then it just kind of like dropped. But this year I'll be pushing it a little bit more. And I'm hoping everything will be good that we can actually hold an in-person marathon again at the end of this year, unlike last year. That'd be great, wouldn't what it? You, yeah. What about yeah. you, Scott? Fingers fingers crossed. Uh, so I uh, I have lots of internet. You can internet me, twitter.com slash scottspeziani. Of course, otakuinreview.com, where you will find no updates. I was going to say, what? <laughs> and, of course, uh, twitch.tv slash gundampilotspaz, where you can watch me speedrun various garbage games. Uh, where you can watch me uh, cyberpunk and samurai and other casual games I'm playing as well. Peace.